Hi there, and welcome to episode 26 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. <laughs> already, Alec, <laughs> Jesus Christ, already your shit-eating grin has annoyed me. We've not even started, for fuck's sake. And now I've lost myself. Um, apologies. I'm James Brown, the grumpiest half-man available in podcast format and co-founder of the UK-registered charity ADHD Adult UK. As usual, I'm joined by my nemesis, the man who puts the A in ADHD, Dr. Alex Connor. Guess what the A is, Al? Arse? Well, close enough. I'll leave that to gestate with you for a while. Uh, how are you? Are you all right? High five! You're leaving me hanging. I'm very well, James. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. High five. <laughs> yeah. On a pot. Yeah, whatever. Carry on. Jesus. I. Yeah, I've got a lot of pent up rage. By the way, this is going to be released. So, carry on before it gets released. I'm very well, thank you, James. Thanks for asking. I'm. <laughs> Do you know? Not only have we got 12 listeners, we are now in the top 40 best mental health podcasts in the whole of Great Britain. That's simultaneously amazing, considering you or I involved in any way. But it's also quite a <laughs> modest boast, if you think about it. it is. I like it, it. I've been sent a letter, oh. James, from Robert from Kidderminster. Really? It, yeah, it says, I'm just going to read it. It says, <laughs> it says, James has given me a mood disorder being miserable in the last <laughs> podcast. That's ableist, Robert. I'm sorry, James. I expect better. <laughs> I'll have to have a word with him. I'll have to have a word with him, to be fair, won't I? Yeah. Yeah. Can I read it really no. well? This is no, from you can't. No, Sina. you're not getting permission to do anything in this podcast. You're going to be horrible to me because you... <clears> I am. Last time. Yeah. This is a good one. I really like it. I'm not going to use the name because we haven't got permission, but it says, uh, Dear Alex and James, as one of your 15 or so listeners... I want to thank you for the just bearable work you put into each podcast. <laughs> we love that. I'm shocked as both you are, it can even sustain my dwindling attention span. But anyway, after listening to your episode on ADHD and eating behaviours, I had no idea how close to the bone the subject was for me until now. Listening to James and his personal reflections was like someone repeating back to me my own experience and it emotionally whiplashed me. I was able to talk to a friend about it and now I'm seeking the right support support regarding binge eating thank you so much we love that um thanks yeah. ever so much and it means a lot to us we love the joke about the sentiment well, we, we love the joke and we, we also loved that it pointed out that it was largely me that helped wasn't it and <laughs> yeah that's a good point you were, in, you were incidental um to all of that but yeah do you know actually al um we've got um probably about six listeners in america in the u.s so you've you been doing the metrics only, again Yes, I've been doing the metrics again. You are now annoying people globally. Do you realise that? Can I just say howdy to all our American listeners? So we had six listeners in America. <laughs> We've now just lost them um, because Alex can't resist from his ridiculous ways of interacting with our listeners. Anyway, we'll move on before I get too annoyed to carry on. Yeah. <clears throat> As usual, this shambolic disastrous podcast is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. In the last episode, we covered ADHD and mood disorders, and we had to be nice to each other, which is one of the reasons I think this is probably going to be the most attritional, hate-filled, um, piss-taking, targeting-each-other podcast that we've done, and I'm really fucking looking forward to it. Um, this week, we're talking about an issue that many adults with ADHD have to deal with in one form or another, and that's 
what we call hyperkinetic movements. And part of that is, is what's known as ticks. I'd like to give a shout out to Claire Stone for suggesting the topic for us to cover. Um, again, if anybody wants us to cover a particular topic, get in touch and we'll obviously consider it. The three parts, as usual, include pathetically delivered evidence-based psychoeducation by Big Roundface. Big Roundface there. Our personal reflections on what the theme might mean to us. So this week we'll talk about our experiences of hyperkinetic movements. And then we'll provide some, frankly, normally useless top tips mm -hmm. on the area that we've been given or we might find work. So, psychoeducation pig that you are, give us your incoherent ramblings on hyperkinetic movements and ADHD. Okay, I will. Hyperkinetic movements. Hyper, meaning more than normal. Kinetic, meaning movements. And, and movements also meaning movements. <laughs> <laughs> so there are, there are loads of these. They're a group of excessive and abnormal involuntary movements. And this includes ticks, the things we commonly know as ticks. But there are other ones. Ticks can be defined as abnormal movements or sounds, usually preceded by an uncomfortable feeling or a sensory urge buildup. And, and that feeling is relieved by, by expressing the tick in, in however it comes. We've, already, we've, we've known there was a bi-directional overlap between ADHD and tick disorders. Sorry, sorry. Yep. Did you say that deliberately, just to annoy me, bi-directional overlap? Yeah, we've known about the bi-directional overlap. <laughs> I've just blown snot out of my nose, sorry. What that means is that around 20 to 30% of patients with ADHD also meet the criteria for a tick disorder. And ADHD occurs, uh, co-occurs in more than 60% of children with a tick disorder. Some estimates as high as 80%. Um, on top of this, there's a high crossover between ADHD and Gilles de la Tourette syndrome, which is a, a neurodevelopmental disorder character, characterized by motor and vo vocal <clears throat> tics. Some people call it Tourette's, of course. There go our French okay. listeners. <laughs> Au revoir. Why does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's inhibition. It's cognitive inhibition. Inhibition or cognitive inhibition is a core deficit in both ADHD and, of course, in tick disorders, stopping thinking or doing. Adults with ADHD have decreased cortical inhibition, which means some of us are less able to inhibit movements and thoughts. And in general, the greater your symptoms, the less your ability to inhibit movements. This is particularly true for those with hyperactive impulsive symptoms i i honestly i honestly wish we could inhibit you if there's one thing i could inhibit alex it would be you yeah. but trying to retain some level of um yeah semi-professionality is this is obviously an important issue is it something that um and there's a reason i'm asking this we'll get to later is it something that improves after diagnosis and treatment um do we know anything about that yeah, no, that's it. It's actually the, the drugs that release dopamine and a couple of other things, such as the stimulants that most people with ADHD, if the, if the medicated take, actually they may precipitate or even exacerbate ticks in some people, not in everyone. And to complicate things further, chronic, which means long-term and, and, and repetitive, chronic tick disorders, ADHD, OCD, like obsessive compulsive disorder, they frequently co-occur when populations of, of adult populations are, sorry, populations of adult patients are, are studied. These ticks are often immediately preceded by this uncomfortable sensory phenomenon they call these urges, scientifically known as premonitory sensations. 
the degree of premonitriage. How do you pronounce it? I knew I knew you were going to pick up my pronunciation. Your pronunciation. Premonitory. Yeah, that's much better. The degree of premonitory urges has been significantly. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> has been significantly associated with the severity of them. So if the, the urge is strong, the response is strong as well. The more likely you are, therefore, to demonstrate some form of tick. I've I've not. <clears throat> choked on tea, blown snot out of my nose yet on these pods. This is the first out <clears throat> in terms of... Um, are you still struggling, are you? I am, yeah, because I swallowed tea while I was laughing. Mm. So as someone that doesn't really have many, if any, ticks, I mean, this fascinates me. There are things we'll talk about later which are, are, are personal to me and Mrs. ADHD. But it fascinates me at a neurophysiological level. Now, when we talk about ADHD and when we write about ADHD, we often focus on this bit behind your forehead, often on the right-hand side, which is called the prefrontal cortex. That's where our executive function, those higher thinking skills of planning and working memory and, and things like that that we don't really have with ADHD. Um, that's what we normally focus on as the main brain area that's altered in ADHD. But this, the subject we're talking about today, just demonstrates that there are other areas that are yeah. affected. In your case, Al, obviously, it's the area responsible for dress, um, sensor and musical taste, isn't it? I've got amazing both dress sense and musical t- taste. I think so people, is... people, people might be interested, James, to know that when we talk about the cortex of the brain, cortex, as James well knows, is, is Latin for the bark of a tree. So it means the outsidey bit. And we should point out that what we're talking about here is the motor cortex. That's the part of the brain responsible for movement and not the ridiculous hair cortex, which is responsible for James's ridiculous hair. So this comes back to brakes. It's turning on, on the handbrake in ADHD. And we and in terms of brakes, our brain doesn't have good brakes. Our brain doesn't inhibit behaviors and movements. They're technically speaking, knackered. <laughs> the brake lines have been cut, and a bit like a car, we're less able to stop doing thinking things. So the brake in the brain is usually chemically speaking, uh well, there are a number of them, but often it's it's one called GABA, which I really like because it's also a cricket gown, which shows, as we always talk about dopamine, it isn't ADHD isn't all about dopamine. We use it as a as a poor quality shorthand. So it's a different, it's not the noradrenaline we talk about, it's not serotonin, mm-hmm. it's not dopamine. GABA is 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 the most important one here. It is, and it's an inhibitory chemical, whereas the others are largely simulatory, aren't they? Which is why having a deficit in it explains why kind of inhibiting some things in the brain um it makes sense so okay Gabba. <laughs> right talking about talking of breaks i've had enough of you so we're going to take one uh, back, in, <laughs> back, in, back in a bit <laughs> welcome back to episode 26 of the adhd adults podcast we're talking about hyperkinetics or, or, or ticks and that. And in the first bit, we, we did some psychoeducation on, on what hyperkinetics is, hyperkinetic movements. That's too many movement movements. And now we talk about a personal reflection on tits and hyperkinetics and things like that. James, talk to us. Hyperkinetics and tits. Just just reflecting on how you've communicated in that in that last um, few sentences or paragraph, you were let me get this right. You were a, was it a British Science Association? Um, was it a media fellow? That's a quite a high award for science communication, wasn't it? And yet, what you've just said was yeah. objectively shit. 
Which bit? All of it? All of it, yeah. Is this because you had to be nice to me in the last podcast? It, yo, it's it's that and more. I'm just, I, I'm just, I just think it's it's brilliant that you've got that you you had that lofty award and clearly mm-hmm. can't communicate on any level with a human being. Right, mm-hmm. personal reflections and ticks. It is fair. It is fair. Um, so I I started off by thinking I don't have any ticks, and that's probably because I've never really considered what is and what isn't a tick. So that the, the typical movements and noises which are associated with tick disorders, I, I don't think I have any of them. I do have some some odd things that I do, which may fall under the the banner of a tick. One of them is, and it doesn't happen all the time, but I I go through stages where. Um, God, this is embarrassing. I have to write out the words that I'm saying or thinking with my finger in the air. So, for example, as I'm often thinking Alex is a cock, I will, with my finger, like it's a pencil, write Alex is a cock. Do you as draw I a say picture? Or think it. I don't. Well, it'd be a small picture, obviously, <laughs> if I did. But it's <clears throat> it's really, when I, when I go through these periods, and when I first did this years ago, it, it actually scared me. I, I, because I didn't know much about mental health. I just thought, why am I doing this? And this, when it first happened, it was for almost two years. Imagine that for two years, every time you say or think something, you have to write, Alex is a cock, not that particular phrase, kind of secretly so people can't see, you know, on, on your leg or by the side of your leg. And it genuinely scared me. And I was ashamed of it and I was afraid of it. And it went away and it came back and it went away and it comes back every so often. Now, I'm not sure if this um, would be classed as as a tick but it certainly is um a behavior that i cannot stop and there is an urge to do it in, in that i can't complete the thought or say the thing unless i do it and it, it for me it's something i i we talk about trying to avoid self-chastisement and emotional acceptance of adhd but that's something that when it comes back i do really struggle with no i think you but, should be embarrassed about that I yeah absolutely <laughs> no no of course of course <laughs> we, we 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 do not do that even even as a joke and take it back it, it might be that might be a tick James it could be stimming as well which just yeah. to remind people is short, so for self stimulation that a lot of people with ASD ASD and and ADHD and lots of other things do neurodevelopmental disorder people do to, to self stimulate stimming yeah. like you know picking a nose or rubbing the face or lots of other things as well which you could argue is in fact hyperkinetic some people say it isn't so yeah. that it, it's it kind of doesn't matter if it's affecting you negatively does it exactly, exactly which it does the, the bigger thing personally for me is um what mrs adhd has to go through and i don't mean being married to me and having to look at me without my clothes <laughs> that's on. hard enough isn't it <clears throat> that's i mean jesus that's a that's a prison sentence really isn't it mm-hmm. but mrs adhd um has particularly over the last year and this this is why i asked the question earlier about diagnosis and treatment now she's not diagnosed yet she's on we know she's definitely adhd she's on that road to diagnosis but what's interesting and heartbreaking for me is that her tics have become more noticeable and as she notices them more she ticks more and these are both yeah. movements and verbal ticks, and we've and we've chatted about this, and we've looked back, and actually she's just she's displayed some ticks, what well, things you would call ticks, for a long time. She all the time just lifts her top up and flashes her belly, and for, for years I I thought it's kind of weird, and then we talked about it, and she says she doesn't know why she does it. She just had to, she has to. There's this kind of build up of something, and then she has to to lift her top up and. As she's settled into accepting the fact that she probably has ADHD, 
it's interesting that lots of people talk about how you know that identity change causes coping mechanisms to fail and causes people to notice their symptoms more. But the, the thing that most um, has or has happened most for Sam in terms of her journey towards getting a diagnosis is noticing her tics and then becoming more prolific, more varied, more noticeable and less controllable. And it absolutely kills me when I see how upset she gets when she can't stop doing a tick. It's um, really hard. And, and and there is also thought to be maybe some link between perimenopause and exacerbation of ADHD caused ticks. So that's it's another reason it's so hard to know which it is. It, it is. And, and you know, the, the result of it is that, you know, she is now starting to try and work on some techniques. We'll talk about those in the, in the top tips section, but it, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's really difficult. And for anybody out there that does have ticks and struggles with it, you know, I, I can't say I personally understand what you're going to, but secondhand, I've, I've seen the impact it can have on mental health and it, it can be, you know, it can be um, really significant. What about you, Al? It's very unusual, this James, isn't it? That I have low, I'm very kind of, I have hyperkinetic movements and uh, arguably disorders. I have loads of man, like you combine type um, yeah. ADHD and actually hyperkinesis, hyperkinetic movements and thoughts, a huge part of my, my life, my every minute, every day um, life. I do things that everyone does, but I do them a lot. I'm, I'm very fidgety in general. But what people don't know is I'm always making circular motions with my big toes, both ones, all the time, in, in my shoes, or even if, if not, the whole time, and to a point where sometimes they 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 dislocate, they hurt so much. I I click pens all the time, which isn't annoying for anyone, I imagine. <laughs> I, I I have a, 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 a stutter. <laughs> well, that's a really good example. <laughs> when I'm... When my thoughts overtake, I stutter quite a lot, just like I, I did then. Or, genuinely, that wasn't on purpose. It happens quite a lot. But when I'm not clear on exactly what I'm going to say, I start to stutter when I'm not consciously masking my talking speed. Mm. Everyone who listens to this knows I speak too quickly. Well, I'm slowing this down a lot compared to how my brain wants me to talk. You might be interested to know. I have loads of weird things. I, I reckon we'll, please, if, if, you, if this sounds familiar, can you get tell me? Because I'm... I'm not sure it is, but on motorway journeys, long ones, I sort of, I, <laughs> I sort of bounce my tongue left and right over my mouth, over every break on the white lines in the middle of the roads, or sometimes over every street street lamp, or blow air into my mouth, bop, 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 over everyone for hours and hours, and I've tried suppressing them, which isn't really an option. And um, we do this on on. Uh, on video, James and I, we record each other. You can watch it on YouTube if you would like to. And James's face then tried to take this as a hyperkinetic disorder and not take the piss out of me. <laughs> Go on, James, have at it. You're fine. Uh, no, I, would, I, I, would, uh, no, I was just going to say that's completely normal. I'm pretty sure 90% <laughs> of people, what was it, bounce their tongue from left to right over every white line as they drive down. That's completely normal. Completely oh, normal. God. It's, it is genuinely annoys me. Um, so I can't suppress them, but I also can't suppress normal serious fidgetiness sitting still especially when you have to like at, um, at the theater or a classical concert i can't think of any other examples <laughs> <laughs> but for me to, to sit still and watch is almost physically painful it feels like there's knives and uh, and it's it's horrible and i want to i don't want to be this guy you know i want to be a normal person one of the f very first 
classical concerts my now wife Lisa took me to she found me in the bar at half time um I just left alcohol reduces the movements that isn't true I just I, I have a problem can I add James as well that Lisa recently told me that that was a line it's a false memory she told me to go to the bar but I've changed my genuine memory of what happened to make it seem cooler for me I, yeah I just left fuck this I just left <laughs> I left the hop solo concert because I, Lisa I gave me permission to go I, but she knew I couldn't stand it I don't. I don't think that there is anything you could say or do, as the balloon-headed thunderfuck that you are, that would make yeah. you appear in any way cooler. Oh, I was wearing a leather jacket, probably. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't know if I was. Probably was. No, you you probably weren't. Um, but I can. I, there's something there that I, I find interesting, which is rare, obviously, when mm. when you speak, and that was um, something I've obviously forgotten because of poor working memory. And let's see in the next five seconds if I can remember it. No, I can't. Oh, you've actually forgotten now. Oh, that's fun. Yes, I've forgotten now. I was going to comment. On <laughs> Love it. Well, so that's real time ADHD for mm. you, there, people. Um, it really I is. Appreciate you sharing that because normally it's me sharing how shit I am, but actually, for once, it's you giving us some insight into you know, the issues that you've got, and I appreciate it's difficult for you because you know. Uh, oh, that was it. I've remembered. I've remembered. Hooray. Stutter, stuttering, I do as well. Hooray, thank you. Stuttering, <laughs> I, I do exactly the same thing. My brain moves three times faster than my mouth. Said yeah, I, I don't know if that's the tick due. But it's no, definitely no, no, hyperkinetic. Exactly, it, it is, it is hyperkinetic. But I was just saying that's definitely something that I, um, I, get, I get as well. So yeah. thank you for sharing that, Alex. We have got time for an episode of the most pointless game in the history of podcasts, which only really continues because Alex hates it so much. And I do hate it. As long as he hates it. Mm. So as usual, can you remember the score? Because you didn't get it right last time. No, but Some I still had minutes. nine. We agreed I had nine. That was fact. It, oh, was I Was I, Was I? I generous? Oh, I was being nice mm. to you, wasn't I? So I, I yeah. I'm not being nice to you now, so I'm still not sure. Okay, so <clears throat> this is a game about medical mistakes. As usual, I'm going to say three things. Uh, which involve my inability to um, remember where things are or do things or uh, my massive ability to forget things, but they're all medically related. So did I, one, order the wrong medication using the NHS app? Did I, two, phone up and order a blood test instead of a blood pressure test? Or did I, three forget why I'd made an appointment with my GP, so just winged it when I got in there? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I'm back to my strategy now of whichever one amuses me and the other one will be right. I don't think it was uh, a blood test because um, you've barely got any, <laughs> so you can't waste it. I d what was the first one? You ordered first the wrong meds? <clears throat> oh, yeah, ordered the wrong meds, yeah. And you forgot why you were in GP surgery, so you winged it. It wasn't the surgery, it was a phone call. Um, uh, I reckon call. that you didn't order the wrong meds because you have a trusty guarantor because you're not capable of looking after your own life, so you forgot <laughs> why you were in the GPs and winged it. So you're going for option three, I forgot why I made an appointment, so I winged it. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, you're wrong. Oh. So you stay on nine points. I actually phoned up and ordered a blood test and instead of a blood pressure test and then got phoned back afterwards saying, we haven't got a, any paperwork for this blood test. You ordered it. And I went, it's not a blood test, it's a blood pressure test. They went, this is phlebotomy. 
I went, oh yeah. So I just completely mistook what it was I was meant to order, and it was meant to. How just are you be supposed to know that Doctor Phlebotomy was a blood test first? <laughs> Doctor Phlebotomy. Yeah, it was. It was embarrassing for somebody that is a trained phlebotomist and understands. Oh, you are. Um, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, the importance of blood tests. So yeah, your score stays at nine because you are rubbish at this game. Mm. We will Shit take game. a very quick break, give each other some abuse in between, and then we'll be back for part three where we'll talk about some top tips and we'll remember this week to do a product recommendation. See you in a bit. so hard doing this with you welcome back to part three of episode 26 of the adhd adults podcast where we're dealing with adhd and hyperkinetic movements so in this part we normally talk about top tips things that either work for us or things that we uh, have been recommended or things that we we know from reading the the evidence can help so the first thing i want to say is that help is available and that's really important. There are a number of different ways in which you can approach trying to manage your tics. Some people use breathing techniques and there's lots of advice um, on, on YouTube and across the internet on how you can try and focus on your breathing when you get that urge. And that, that really is the key thing when it comes to tics is that pre-tick um, urge, that buildup of, of almost psychological pressure that leads to the tick that releases that pressure can be seen as an opportunity to intervene. There's a form of therapy known as comprehensive behavioral interventions for tics or CBIT, and that's been shown to help. And there's a YouTube channel devoted to, to this, to discussions and demonstrations of different tics and how this can help. And I suppose finally, and this is where, you know, living with somebody that has tics and who really struggles with it, um, reminds me to remind you as we always harp on about fucking endlessly try not to self-chastise for your tics try not to hate yourself for doing something that you, you can't control you don't you don't choose to have a hyperkinetic movement unless it's alex driving down the motorway lolling his tongue from side to side <laughs> like a dog <laughs> <laughs> all i've got that's all i've got yeah. that's, all, that's all i've got um usually there's an adjective isn't there or a disc- there, uh, was, there was going, the yeah there mm. was there was going, like a fat <laughs> like a fat ugly um dog that needs to be euthanized um but getting back to the top tips and away from insulting you which is my favorite pastime mm. you don't choose to, you don't choose to have ticks and i know it's difficult as is all emotional acceptance with adhd and it's associated um, conditions and, and symptoms but but try and learn to accept that you, you can't con- you don't control this when it happens and hopefully that will minimize any of the the self-loathing or self-chastising that happens kind of after a tick what about you alex tips no absolutely same james and i would point people straight away to the nhs website on ticks if you just google nhs ticks it's it's really good and they'd say exactly what you said really that you know, don't chastise yourself. Stress and tiredness can exacerbate. So it's about, you know, fun activities, sport or, or other things, as long as they're not as unhealthy as James's choices, um, are really good as well. F- from a personal perspective, as somebody that is pre- pretty hyperkinetic, it's emotional fucking acceptance again. And it, it's a disorder I'm not to blame. You um, are. And so what I don't try and do is change the ones, unless they're so annoying that I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed and the stress of that causes me. And, 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 changing them is the only thing I'm prepared to do sometimes. I won't force myself to stop unless I absolutely have to. 
I will. So change them. A really obvious example is that I tap my pen a lot. And so all I do is I tap it now against the fleshy part of my hand instead of against a, a hard desk. So it's quieter and, and it's the same tick. It doesn't go away. It's the same movement. It doesn't go away, but it just makes me feel like I'm less annoying, James, mm. than I was before. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm you. Obviously, I'm fully supportive of anything that makes you less annoying, even if it's like at the tiniest percentage point mm -hmm. less annoying. Then I, I fully support that. Un, so. un petit peu. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Get on the NHS website. That's something. Oh, the charities as well, James. There's some fantastic charities on stuttering and on on Tourette's and these things. That so speak to them. We can put them on uh, the socials. Brilliant. Cheers, Al. We, we, we forgot to do the product recommendation of the week. I say we. We forgot. We, we, when we whenever we, this is, this is very much Mrs. ADHD's approach to life is when something goes well, I will claim it as being me. And when something goes wrong, I will say we. So we forgot to do a product recommendation last week because we forgot to read it out during a bit where I happened to be talking. Uh, and yeah, we don't know who's to blame. It could be either of us. Um, but we've remembered to do a product. Who knows? We'll never know. Oh, we've, we've remembered yeah. to do a product recommendation this week. And there's actually an app called BT Coach English, which was developed to help those with tics practice something called exposure and response prevention. And I've read good things about it online. There's actually a British Medical Journal article written by a patient in 2019, which describes how useful this app was. It's available on the on your normal app stores. Um, and I think it would be worth trying if this is something that you want to change or you want to try and get more control over. That kind of brings us to the end. And I've got to be honest, I don't think I've yet had the cathartic release of being as nasty to you as I wanted after mm -hmm. I, you know, in the last episode, if, if anybody that's still listening to us remembers, we had to be nice to each other. I yeah, vomited. I I vomited oh. after that episode, Al. Awkward. I felt so ashamed at being nice to you. Um, mm. And this, this, but this has been somewhat of a recovery in terms of releasing all that pent up rage, but not enough. So I think over the next few episodes, you're really going to fucking get it. So that was mm. episode 26 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about ADHD and hyperkinetic movement, sometimes known as or including ticks. If you want to get in touch with us, get in touch on the socials as usual at ADHD Adult UK to tell us how ridiculous Alex's face is, mm -hmm. um, how annoying he is to suggest replacements for him. Um, and if you want to volunteer to replace Alex, I will literally take anybody as long as you can talk. Um, until next time, goodbye. Love you, James. Bye, all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>